Hi, everyone. You are listening to the MomCast by Arise Ministries. As always, we love hearing from you about how our conversations impact your life. So would you just leave us a message or send us a comment at info at ariseministries.net. Or if you want to, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. So I want you to know I'm Pam Keneally, co-founder of Arise, and with me is Mel Hyatt, program director. So Mel, thanks for being with me today. Thank you, Pam. Okay. Friend, listen, today the subject probably weighs more heavenly on a mother's heart whose children have already left the home than any other topic, and that is how to best navigate a relationship with your adult child. I mean, it's hard. It's hard because, you know, the mothering techniques you applied that guided you while the kids were under your roof changes when the children are adults. I mean, it's hard in letting go and finding the wisdom needed in allowing the children to live their own lives while you still have a good relationship with them. Plus, today, we want to briefly discuss the difficulties some moms feel when their adult child chooses a different avenue of faith than the one they were taught growing up. So, Mel, let's just start here. Um, Why don't we begin today, I don't know, by discussing a few do's and don'ts in dealing with both of these dilemmas? Mel, I'll start by asking you a question because I know you're a former youth pastor for 10 years. And uh, you have so much knowledge in this. Um, how often did parents come to you with this issue? A- and um, I know today we're talking about adult adult children, but just the idea of children rejecting their faith, how often did they come to you with that? I think it's pretty often, and, and sometimes parents would perceive rebellion as their kids losing their faith, and that might sound like it's the same thing, and it wasn't their kids were just having a moment Mm -hmm. but um it's a fearful thing when we feel out of control and what we want more for them than anything Uh is Uh to know christ yes um and and we we've been praying the prayers and we have the Uh promise so it was quite often Uh um and it was always they were coming to me at this last resort of fear Uh and pain and, and like you said feeling like they had done something wrong. And yes. so I'm really excited to hear all of this from you today because my oldest is just about to turn 18. So I still read his text messages and track mm-hmm. him and know exactly where he is right yes. now. <laughs> but we all know that there's this place where our kids get. And I'm, I'm so excited to hear right, um, from right. that wisdom that you have. Good. Well, you know what? I want to say this, that I do. We have another podcast for uh, what do you do when you're a teenager? Mm-hmm. rejects God. So uh, find that uh, because I know that'll be helpful and I'll sit here and listen to you in that one a lot. Uh, so we look forward to that. But today we want to concentrate on another dimension of motherhood and that's the adult relationship. And so uh, in doing that, we're going to cover quickly five do's to do as a mom that will be helpful to you and five don'ts that will hopefully be helpful to you as well. And I have I have done more don'ts than do's, so (laughs) listen, there is no condemnation here. We're just a bunch of moms doing the best we can. But listen, the first do that I want to mention uh, is is do know your role. And you know what? It's like I was talking to Mel earlier because she she is at a different season in life and motherhood than I am. And as I was sharing with her earlier, that motherhood has two phases and maybe... 
you still have children at home and you don't know this yet, but I'm just giving you a heads up. There's two phases to motherhood. The first phase is when the children are under the roof and you have con- you have somewhat control. You are able to invest in them. You're still paying their their food and, and putting a roof over their head. There's certain privileges that you have to teach them and invest in because you are in charge of them by God to do that the best you can. But when they move out and they are out on their own and things change, you go through a, a um, it may be a year, it may be two or three years that you go through a motherhood phase change where you no longer have the child mother relationship but it moves into an adult adult relationship and your role (laughs) oh i'm telling you is so different and it's so hard Mm -hmm. to move over into this new role because you've been so conditioned to doing the other way and having control so we're going to talk about the first one and the first one is do know your role and your role in an adult child is isn't it true mel we just want to fix it yeah, because we're good at it. We're, we're good, good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, just sit there and let me fix you and be just like me, and we'll be great. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the first one is to know your role. And your role as an, a mom with an adult child is not to fix that person. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. Do you have somebody or something that reminds you of that? Because if we've been doing the same thing for 18 or 20 or maybe some of you 25 years, how do you just instantly shift? to this new role yes well that's difficult it's difficult you know you have the holy spirit to guide you through and show you how somebody can't teach you how you have to go through it and it is a true learning experience that only the spirit can lead you through you can hear about it and read about it and know but the true deliverance from it can only come when you're going through it in the holy spirit you know it's coming to know that you can't fix it you're not their holy spirit you know and um and there's a time that you that you have to know it, know your role. So what is your role? It's not to fix it, but here is your role. It's a do. So here's the do role. Your role as an adult mother is to encourage them. I don't care if they believe what you believe, to encourage them, to listen to them, to validate them, to respect them as a person, even though they've made choices that you don't agree with. Um, when you validate them and you honor and respect his right to see the world the way he sees it it keeps the communication open Mm. and that is so important because so often you know your um, criticism is the quickest way to shut down the conversation so you look look for the highest and best qualities in him or her and and tell them every chance you can and because you're secretly having a massive prayer vigil Right. With God 24-7. So this is just unconditional, the true unconditional love. It is. It it is. What do you, I I can't imagine, because I have not experienced this, I'm going to say yet. I'm just going to prepare myself to experience it. What if it's not reciprocated or they are not receiving it? Do you just keep pushing in not in a forceful way you just keep being constant exactly well yes you do as a mother you just you ask for wisdom if they're if they're rejecting your love because in fact that's the second do so we might as well move into that is do show unconditional love and um if they don't want your unconditional love and they don't want to hear from you and they don't want your words they don't want your love they don't want your respect they don't want anything you know your hands are pretty much tied 
and just praying through it and continuing to give them to God every day and praying that God will make a way for them to see the truth. But that child knows, really does know, as long as you let them know the welcome mat's open on your door, it's, it's there. The welcome mat is there. And just pray and persevere. You know, um, there's a good chance at some point in time they come to the place and and they will return to you i've seen many times that the kids throw that up i don't want to hear from you i don't want to hear because because you're stuffed with all this other stuff but throw out that let them know the welcome mat is open that's good that's, that's a good question that's good wisdom for any of us at any stage of life exactly. with our children or a relationship so what do you think like what do you think unconditional love looks like i think for me the people that I believe love me unconditionally are constant and it's the same. I can expect it. Um, and I don't know if that's the, the actual definition or true, but the people right now that I'm thinking, man, that person loves me unconditionally. It always looks the same. Their love doesn't go up when I'm better or it doesn't go down when I'm Mm -hmm. worse. It is just this constant. Um, and that is, that has been, my absolute favorite thing with the Lord. When I first mm-hmm. became a Christian, I thought I could make him love me more. Yes. And he didn't. And then I, <laughs> I was like, oh no, now he's loving me less. And I see that same thing out of certain people in my life. And I appreciate that I constant. That. I can that the truth? depend on that. Yeah. And so, Well, moms, I want to encourage you and thank you for sharing that. That's so incredibly wise. I want to encourage you that as you think about what unconditional love looks like, with wisdom, without taking abuse, without putting yourself in harm's way, without without doing anything that keeps you in the toxic circle, uh, remember and just shift it to how unconditionally God loves you. Mm. And that puts a whole new light on everything. Yeah. It just brings me to my knees. So I, I do like that. So, okay, we've got two do's right now. What, the first one is do, what was the first one I have to Know do? your role. Do know your role and do love them unconditionally. Um and the Spirit of God can show you. You know, Mel, we have so many moms listening because I hear from them, kids that that are in serious trouble, that are in prison, that uh, that are abusive. I hear so many from the moms, and uh, their, their question is, how long? How long? And, of course, we don't know how long, but I do know that the Spirit of God can sustain you and uphold you one second as a time at a time which me- leads me into the next do and um and that is do trust the process of life knowing god is always at work um it's a process just like you know i look at my life my process of growing in more and more in the lord has been a process i sure don't look the same way today that i looked 30 that i looked in christ 30 years ago i hope i don't and Mel, what do you think about us as moms giving our children the right to be on their journey at their at the pace without us having expectations that they be somewhere else? Mm. I that's incredibly hard. That's hard for me at this stage uh, with a preteen and a teenager and. I think more than anything, I cannot go through this process alone mm-hmm. uh, because I start to believe that maybe I'm doing it all right or I'm doing it all wrong. And I, I need some wisdom. I need some people to bounce things off of. I need people mm-hmm. to 
try to convince me I'm not going crazy mm-hmm. or that, yes. uh, or maybe that I am crazy. <laughs> um, so I would, I would hope that our moms have someone, even if it's just one person that they can really talk to and be honest and say, Oh my goodness, yes. I said this to my son last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and to just have that place, I think going through this alone is too much for us to carry much it is too much god never meant that for us and we do that don't we in our shame or when we've made mistakes or when it's not going the way we thought it was supposed Mm -hmm. to look Mm -hmm. everything inside of us is telling us to hide it and to keep it close yes and for me the most freeing thing i ever did was have someone that i told you will not believe what what i I did did. (laughs) (laughs) and they're like yes i do believe it you know to have that and to not live in that shame because you're already carrying the burden of being a mother let's not carry the burden of shame that goes along with that yes i do love that so much and you know that is moms as you're listening as a single mom god has put somebody in your path to come alongside you and that's arise ministries yes. and you have someone you're listening to this podcast it's on the 911 series it's in the 911 series under the section uh i'm worried about my kids um so you have someone and it's it is arise ministries and as long as the Lord allows us to continue this. You find our resources. You find our blogs. You you do our Bible studies because we are with you and we love you and we have wisdom to walk you through these things. So, you know, I, I want to read this real quick about um, do trust in the process, knowing Christ is always at work. It says, I believe that your life and your child's life are playing out exactly the way they are supposed to. So you can both learn the specific lessons you are meant you are meant to learn here as well. You can trust this process is a safe one and put your child in God's hands. You can trust that you're going to love this. You can trust that everything will be okay. You can do this because the only other option is fear and suffering. And that is not God's plan for us. So I I wanted to read that. So there we have three do's. Let's read to the next do, and it's do let go. Do let go. Hmm. Um, that is so, that sounds so flippant. Let go. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it almost sounds rude. Yeah, why don't you let go? I mean, it almost makes you, doesn't it? Just almost like. Well, I don't like uh, this one. I mean, how do you let go hell? of something hell? that is everything that you are? Exactly. How do you let go of being a mother? How do you do that, Pam? I don't know. Look at me. <laughs> We need to, I don't know, why are we doing this podcast? (laughs) No, I tell you what, the reason why I put that down as one of the do's is because years ago when I was going through something with a teenager, I found this poem, and it is, um, many of you have heard it maybe, and it's, the author is unknown, but it it just shook me to the core. And now I want to read this poem on letting go because it's not what I thought it was. It's not what I thought it was. And have you ever heard this poem? You don't know because I'm ready to read it. So I just want to read. I want to tell you what letting go is and what it's not. And then you'll go, oh, I can do that. But the poem goes like this. To let go doesn't mean to stop caring. It means I can't do it for someone else. To let go is not to cut myself off. It is the realization I can't control another To let go is not to enable them. It is to allow learning from natural consequences. 
to let go is to admit powerlessness. It means the outcome is not in my hands. To let go is not to try to change or blame another. It means I can only change myself. To let go is not to dwell on what went wrong and what did I do wrong and how I have failed. It is to focus on the wise thing to do next. To let go is not to hang in there and try to fix what's unfixable. And that's what we're talking about. It's to release the grip and accept vulnerability and move on. And the poem goes on, Mel, but I'm going to read a few more, and then, and then I want to move on to the next points. But the next one I want to say, to let go is not to nag, scold, or argue. It is to search out one's own shortcomings and correct them. I want to read, to let go is not to regret the past. It is to grow and live for the future. And the last one that, that is helpful and remindful to me at times is to let go is not to ruminate with fear, but it is to fear less, trust Christ more, and freely give the same love that God has given to you. You know, we can do that. Yeah. To let go doesn't mean you let go of being a mother, but it means to let go the way you're perceiving it. Hmm. Okay. So that makes what do you that's think about so all good. That? I I like that a little more. I think that's still hard and mm-hmm. um, but it it definitely resonates even with me in this moment. I'm wondering there has to be this great balance between um letting go and disappearing and being present and being mm-hmm. absent mm-hmm. and there has to be this sweet spot mm-hmm. and have you f- have you been able to find that place because it seems like for me if i in moments that i've let go i had to have some distance mm-hmm. and i don't ever want my kids to feel that i'm distant so how do you do that right with adult children it's different than than your children at home Mm -hmm. so since we're talking about adult children we'll talk about that but when we do when we talk about children your the younger children it looks different than what i'm saying as an adult with an adult you you do that by realizing it's their journey Mm. and again this is why it's so hard Mm -hmm. your life your life purpose changes it changes to how can I be an example for them, and how can I, how can I, um, continue to be the same person to them as, as they look at me as they did when I was in the home, which means even more so, the struggle to be an example, and to pray to you have to let them go. You have to, in a way, it's keep saying it's their journey, it's their life. I can't call them twenty four seven. I'll wait for them to call me. And not that you can't call them. But you know what I'm talking right. about. Call and check on them. Right. And um, it is knowing that when you have them on the other line or you have them in your presence, you have one role, and that is to edify, to be, um, to just to try to edify, be positive. Um, you, you can still say things about the Lord. I do. You know, of course, a lot of them want to hear it, but I'll say things. Oh, I'm just so thankful that you asked me about that because the Lord just showed me the other day. It's not about them. See, it's about me. 
Right. The Lord just showed me the other day that I, I need to do this better. So it's more about my than you need to change. That's good. And so um, you, you just little drop little tidbits as yeah. the Lord leads. I don't know if that answered your no, question or not. That's good. So anyway, and then we have one more one more do. And then we're going to get through the don'ts. We might need to speed up a bit. So the last do, of course, is um, do pray. And um, girlfriend, that's just the only thing that's going to get us through our motherhood journey. I don't care where we are. Do you find that to be true? Y- yes. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's Mel looked at me like, are you kidding me? Yes. I mean, if nothing else, when everything's taken away, that's the one thing that can't be taken away mm-hmm. from you. So absolutely. Well, and, and it, I, I love the verse in second somewhere in second Chronicles 15. It says, but when they were in trouble and distressed, mm-hmm. which hello, moms, that's yeah. almost every day, <laughs> Yeah. you know, when they were in trouble meaning the mom, was in trouble and distressed, they turned to him, the Lord God of Israel, and in earnest desperation, isn't that the life of a mom is earnest desperation, and in earnest desperation sought him, and he heard their prayers. And so we pray in earnest desperation, and know he hears our prayers, and that's that's our role. So that's our dues. So with that being said, um, Mel, let's move into some don'ts. Okay some don'ts and i feel like this podcast is mainly mine today and i i don't like that but no guess you what? go for i'm learning but from get, you we're all learning but from guess you today. what your podcast on uh the teenagers was all yours pretty much so yeah we've got <laughs> so, this. so here we go so the don'ts is first don't is this don't define your worth as a parent by their choices mm. and and don't blame yourself i mean how hard do you find that to be true I, I'm my own worst enemy, mm-hmm. so and we, I think we all are. So that is such a great reminder, and I, this is where I also need people in my life mm-hmm. to remind me. Yes, hey, this isn't about you, yes. and you know, so don't take all of that on. Well, so often I don't know why it's born into our DNA as a mother. DNA. I need to think of an acronym for DNA to go with this. If I would have thought ahead of time, I might have a cute little acronym to go with our DNA. <laughs> don't, whatever, yeah. don't, whatever. But um, we somehow really believe that we should be the perfect parent. Mm-hmm. Even though we didn't have one, and even though God's never put one on the face of this earth, we somehow think we sh- should be that perfect parent. And I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> what i'm not no and and none of us are thank goodness only perfect parent we have is god yeah so give yourself some grace so that's the first don't and um the second don't mel do you see the second don't did you want to read that or do you want me to take that one or anything don't say anything negative about their choices okay now this is we're talking adult we're not talking we're not talking adolescence yeah we're, we're talking about adults. Um, I have discovered that unsolicited advice on my part, is th- they take as criticism. They're an adult. They're mm-hmm. making their own way. They didn't ask for that. And it, it, it usually comes across as criticism. And I think back, my parents growing up, did your parents ever do that, give you unsolicited advice as an adult and you took it wrong? You know, I have a complicated relationship with my parents um, who are not Christian, and I spend more time with my mom, and I I can agree with this. I think when I ask her opinion is when I want Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. Um, but I would prefer her to just 
be my champion and mm-hmm. <laughs> not and give me you. her advice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, so it doesn't mean that. that you can't say, you know, I'm really concerned about this. And, you know, I have some thoughts on it. So, you know, I want you to holler at me if you want to hear it. Right. That's good. And so you've put it out there, but you haven't. You just letting them know you're thinking about something. And a lot of times we'll say, Mom, tell me, what is it? Yeah. And then you're free. You okay. know what I'm saying? So That's good. Ask that permission. Just just throw a little bitty permission nugget out there and, and see. Um, and I have violated this before. That's why I can talk about that. So um, don't say anything negative about their choice. Like, I told you so. Or if you do that, you're going to go wrong. Or if you, you know, then that that's not perceived well. Okay. If you want, if you want to keep the adult communication open, if you really want to keep it open, where they want to come to you for your advice, right. that's that's a don't. Um, the third don't is um, you want to read it. It's kind of like what we've already talked about. Don't manipulate, lecture, blackmail, or use guilt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking notes. I Pam. know. No, I, I'm, I'm telling you, when kids live under the roof, it's a different story. It is because adult child adult adult relationships they're having their own families and then you've got grandkids that you want to have a relationship with the grandkids you want that to be smooth you want to have an opening into your adult children's heart and your grandchildren's heart and it is um it's a beautiful season in your life but it takes navigating just like it does when you have kids under the roof and and so don't of course don't lecture you know as an adult don't of course don't blackmail you hopefully not that or, or use guilt guilt nobody's ever used guilt on me where it worked mm. and I don't, I don't i don't know if it has you or not no it does not work yeah. so don't say anything that implies that you're that they are anything that that they are anything less than you think they are great because they are great because of one reason they are your child that's why that's good and they, they need to child. know that yeah you are great because you are my child and i carried you for nine months or i adopted you or you're great because of that, and I believe in you. You know, I believe in you. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear that. Yeah. So just, um, you know, spend time talking about what you think they need to hear if they, you know, if, if it isn't about you. So um, you, you'll know how to navigate that. And then um, one thing I wrote down here is you should not expect him or her to change to make you feel better. Um what's wrong with that i mean even though it does make us feel better you know right. it does help me sleep better right but i want you to say this and change because it will make me feel better right. and i have been guilty of that it'll make me feel better if you do this or that if you say this well and we are all so keenly aware of selfishness mm-hmm. and so that's hard to push that aside so that our children don't feel that mm-hmm. yeah and there's fear-based emotions there and we just we don't want to suffer as moms. And so if they can just say the right things and do the right things, we'll be better. But they're not the ones that control our well-being or we're in trouble. Yeah, that's so good. They're, they don't control my well-being or I will be a roller coaster. And I am a roller coaster sometimes. But, you know, my worth, my well-being comes from what the Lord says about me, to me, through me. And it is a vertical need instead of a horizontal need that mm. we think about so mel what about the next point this is point number four on our don'ts yes it is don't blame yourself oh how do you not do that <laughs> yeah i don't know I'm asking, I'm asking you, you. <laughs> i know well you know what 
having your adult children reject what you taught them, what happens, it does trigger your core fears, your core feelings, you know, um, because you, you've you're afraid you don't want to feel like a failure is a mother but but don't blame yourself because you have to give yourself grace you have to give yourself grace none of us intentionally i don't think hurts our children maliciously on purpose to damage them for life it's my goal none of us does that even though we do from time to time but we have to give ourselves grace we're doing the best we can with the lord's guidance and hey the outcome is his they're his child before they're ours. He cares about their well-being and their growth in him and their eternal life more than we do. So it's a good reminder. That's a good good. reminder. That's a great reminder. And then the last one, don't lose heart. You, because you don't know what is around the corner. You You don't know what the Lord might bring into their life. Mel, is there anything else you'd want to add to this podcast before we close it out? No, I think it's so good. It, I love that you acknowledge that it's different Mm -hmm. and maybe I'm assuming that moms need that permission Mm -hmm. to know and to know that they're not doing it alone and that the Lord has gone before us, but to know that this is different and to just acknowledge that and accept it and move forward. So I think you did such a great job. Well, I appreciate that. And I just want to say that uh, to the moms that God is good and he desires good things for us. And you single moms are working so hard and carry such a responsibility and such a load. Nobody feels the pressures of motherhood like a single mother. But I want to remind you that God is good and he will see you through Uh, all the stages that you have yet to go through. As you lean on him and trust him, that needs to be your goal, not the well-being of your kids. Just press into that and do not lose heart. Just do not lose heart. In closing, um, I just want to end with one of my favorite verses and and I, we've said it many times on these podcasts, Isaiah forty thirty one. It says, yet those who wait for the Lord, and maybe you're waiting on the Lord for this or that, will gain new strength, and they will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow tired. They will not, they will walk and not become weary. And so with that being said, I want to close by just saying a prayer for you as a mom, for me as a mom, and for the rest of our journey as mothers. Father, you, you you gave us the privilege, the responsibility, the the joys of being a mother. Thank you for the joys. Strengthen us in the heartaches. Enable us to always turn to you and strengthen us in every way. Lord, I pray for all the children of the mothers that are listening, God, that your hand would be upon them, your hand of protection, your hand of grace and goodness. And I pray, Father, that you would raise them up, God, and draw them close to you and give these mothers peace of mind as they move forward. And with all they have today, this moment, this second, they can trust in you. 